foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. One of the principles of a new life in Christ is found in Romans 12 too, Janie. And it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And one of the mistakes we make in applying the scripture is that we renew our mind in the culture of the church rather than in the milk of the word. Well, and there's a very good reason for that. And Sharon, you and I can both express that Romans 12 is one of our favorite passages. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is a purpose in renewing the mind. It's not like it's just some... Uh, objective command out here. And it does tell us that why we need to renew our mind is so that we don't think more highly of ourselves than what we should. We have a tendency to maybe want to eliminate Father God, Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, Mm -hmm. because we think we know it all. We have it all under control. And so the need to renew our mind is so that we understand our Creator, why we were created, and then how he wants us to live according to his mindset. Okay. And one of the things that has helped me in my growth over the decades is as I got to know Father God's attributes Mm. and uh, his His character. character. Right. Uh And recognizing that God the Father is uh, looking with one objective, and Jesus Christ in blend with um, God the Father, has a different uh, focus in how he applies what God the Father has dictated. And then we have the Holy Spirit, who is the great applicator of what God the Father and God the Son wants. And just knowing that distinguishing of the three in one is a good foundation to start to see why we need to renew our minds. Okay. So what are some of the characters of Christ that we could talk about that would bring us a better understanding of the relationship, the care and love that he has for us? Well, one of the character traits that has proven uh, to help me in my growth is his faithfulness. Okay. We have probably all had relationships or circumstances where we wanted something that was stable, lasting, consistent. We wanted to be able to trust, but finding something that was consistently faithful. I mean, we can't even trust the weather a lot. We certainly can't trust the retailers. We're a little shaky in government. And in relationships, it's like a roller coaster or a seesaw. Right. So his faithfulness has become very important to me. And Sharon, one of the passages of Scripture that really has helped me understand how he chooses to be faithful 
is in Second Timothy two. Okay. And it is uh let's oh let's just start in with verse seven. It just says, Consider what I am saying, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. There is that little three letter word all that has such emphasis. And then verse eight says, Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So when we look at God's faithfulness, we can't go out here and pull some cultic interpretation. It's according to the gospel that was laid down in our Bible. And yes, there's different translations, and yes, there's different words used, but the theme runs from Genesis to Revelation on really the work and the person of God Almighty, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, in verse 9... He says, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. In other words, Paul's saying, I got myself into some real trouble with some of the situations that I was in as I was giving out the gospel. It says, even to the point of of chains, but the word of God is not chained. So then he says, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, for those that have really been chosen, that they may obtain salvation. And then he says, here's a faithful saying. If we died with him, we'll live with him. If we endure, we'll also reign. But if we decide to deny him, he's not God. We don't need him. We reject him. Then it says, he'll also deny us. He doesn't need broken arms in his family for eternity. Right. But okay. here's the closing one. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. So basically, he is faithful. It's part of who he is. It's his character. And to be faithless would be to deny himself, deny his character, Exactly. Deny who he is. And it's impossible for him to deny exactly. who he is. Okay. All right. And then I love it the fact that he's very creative. He created the world by speaking it into being. Mm-hmm. And so as I see his creativity, how he can take messes mm-hmm. and turn them into messengers of hope shows me his creativity. And I don't think we call on him to show his creativity like he would like for us to. I don't think I I don't know that I've ever really heard that before calling on his creativity in situations and circumstances you mean to call on him to be creative in solving those oh, kinds listen. of things. So let's just say we're sitting around having trauma over an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. But God says with him nothing is impossible. So I just go to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this is a real opportunity for you to show your creativeness. We have no solutions. Mm -hmm. So, Lord, just create a solution. If you created the whole world just by speaking it, this should not even raise a hair on your head, Lord. So basically what we in Christian culture has called miracle, we need a miracle. (laughs) We're not really looking at it as God being creative in a solution that he could give us. One of his wonderful character qualities. All right. And then I think everybody likes power, some to destruction, some for purpose, some for control, 
but some because when you are with someone who has all power, you really can rest and relax in that power. Mm. And you know, a five-year-old will get a hold of its dad's finger to cross the street, and as far as that hand in hand, they believe they're in all the power that they need to cross the street successfully. Well, and I think about my own children who, you know, find themselves in situations that they don't know how to handle. And they call on mom and dad because they have more power. So there's a security in that, that I don't know what to do so I can go to my parents and they'll help me through that situation. Well, and then again, does that not create a condition for learning how to trust? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we are commanded to trust. And when we are commanded to trust and we choose to trust, right? that is one of the main entities that causes us to be able to leave our fears and go to the faithfulness of right. the character of the Lord. So no matter what comes our way, we don't have to fear. We can just run to Father God, who is faithful. He's creative. Mm-hmm. He has all power. And he loves us so we can trust him. Oh, I'm glad you brought that word love up. What do you think the opposite of love is? Mm, hate? No. The, the opposite. opposite of love is apathy. So the opposite of love is not hate? Not really. The opposite of love is I could care less. Mm. Wow. It doesn't concern me. Their consciences are seared and they're apathetic about the value of life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, more subtly, are destroying their life because they're choosing to take apathetic means. And that can include just escaping. I don't want to deal. Or neglect. Or neglect. Mm-hmm. Or indifference. Yeah. Yes. If you don't care about somebody or something to where you'll neglect, abandon, hurt, or harm, warning lights should be going off. You're battling apathetic in some degree. But now... The Lord doesn't want us to remain apathetic, so he's given us in the scriptures 1 Corinthians 13. It says in verse 8 that love never fails. And in a culture that seems to be heaping up mounds of failure, Mm -hmm. love is the answer. But if we misappropriate love or if we use our own interpretation of love, we're still going to be in a big mess. Okay. And some people will say, well, I'm not apathetic. I I have all these things. I do good works. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have knowledge that I share with people. But the Lord says, oops, oops, oops. If that's all you have and you don't have true love, you sound like a symbol. So he stresses that the greatest thing that you can have in life is love. Faith is great. We need faith right now. We need hope right now. But the day when we see Jesus Christ face to face, we won't need faith or hope anymore. But we will always, always need love throughout eternity. We will worship him with a pure heart of love. And so I think knowing 1 Corinthians 13 and helping to renew our minds is vital. Okay. So part of renewing our mind is getting into the word of God where 1 John Two, I believe it's five, talks about when we are abiding in the Word of God that love will be perfected in us. And so as we renew our minds in the Word of God, that love should grow 
and the character of Christ should be developed in understanding who he is. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.